Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Dave Reffitt from Shredding the Envelope, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Keep rocking. All right. What's up? This is Bam Margera, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Bill. And this is Brandon. and we are in... Mastodon. You're listening to Talking Metal, dudes and dudettes. Yeah, this is Rob Dukes from Exodus, and you're listening to Talking Fucking Metal. Hello, everybody. This is Max Cavalera from Soulfly Cavalera Conspiracy, and you listen to Talking Metal. I'll see everybody on tour. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one, it's time to rock. Broadcasting worldwide from John Astronomy Silver Spacecraft. You are listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. So sit back, grab a drink, turn up the earbuds, and hit that oxygen axle road style. Because this ship has just hit hyperspace. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome the greatest podcasters this side of Mars, Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. John is currently on the road with Ace Fraley helping out on the Ace Tour, which is an uh, awesome position for John to be in. He loves uh, working with Ace, and uh, John literally works about four or five freelance jobs, and uh, working with Ace I know is one of the most rewarding for him. Uh, they played in Connecticut at Mohegan Sun, and then they, I believe, last night were down in Atlantic City. Today is Sunday, and they are playing in New York City, right in the middle of Times Square tonight at the Nokia Theater. So hopefully some of you East Coast, New Jersey, Connecticut, New York uh, Ace fans uh, were able to check out the, the shows. Speaking of Ace, we have Anthony Esposito who is known for his work with Lynch Mob and, of course, with Ace. He's going to be calling into the live Mars Attack show this Thursday, which I'm going to hopefully have this podcast posted before then to help promote that. So tune in. I will be uh, taking part in a very special edition of Mars Attacks, which will be broadcast live from New York City. Victor from Mars Attacks is here in New York, in New Jersey. So we're going to meet up at the uh, Talking Metal Bionic Studios there in Midtown Manhattan and do a live show, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, from New York City. So please check that out this Thursday, March 25th. The next Talking Metal live show, I believe, will be April 6th. Uh, 7 to 10-ish that day. So stay tuned for that. April 6th, we'll be going back to Tuesday for Talking Metal Live. Yes, so I wanted to let you guys know what's going on with today's show. We do a live show every month, and I hope most of you guys know about it. It is on markstriegelradio.com. You can also get there by going to talkingmetallive.com. And again, we do this show once a month. We have guests into the studio, and they call into the studio. Uh, We have a great time doing it. We have far fewer listeners than we have with the podcast. So today we're going to try something different. Bud Friendly actually suggested that we play the entire live show on the podcast. So usually what we do is take the interviews 
and just put them in podcast form with with host raps. But today we're going to just let the whole thing stream. Not the entire three hours, but we're going to play the first hour of the March live show, um, which should be fun. We have uh, an interview with a great new project, uh, Dave from Shredding the Envelope. So stay tuned for that. And um, let's uh, let's get into that just just in a, in a second here. I want to throw out a couple plugs to you guys. Visit our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash talking metal. A lot of new content up there, exclusive interviews with people like Rob Halford and Judas Priestess and uh, who else? A lot of other people. Um, definitely new content up there within the next month. So if you haven't been there in a month or so, check it out. TalkingMetal.com has the Wire News section, which is updated by myself, John, and Victor over in Spain, the Talking Metal Mars Attacks correspondent over there in Spain. Check that out. Again, this Thursday night, I will be doing an exclusive live show with Victor on MarkStriegelRadio.com. What else? I'm thinking of adding a second stream, a second... Mark Striegel radio stream, which would be all music at a higher sound sample rate, uh, higher stream rate. Mm, let me know what you think. Would you be into that? Uh, I know a lot of you guys tend to listen to the current stream just for the music, and it is definitely a lower quality than some of the other streams out there. So if I can uh, convince my wife you know, that I should be spending $200 a month on a second stream, 200 more a month on a second stream, uh, we can make that happen. We'll we'll see where that where that goes. I actually have to buy a new computer first off, so could be a month or two before it happens, before it's in the budget. But I would love to do that at some point for you guys and for me because I just enjoy programming the music and having music that plays in full on MarkStriegelRadio.com. Again, twenty four seven, we're up there. We got great shows. The Rock and Roll Geek Show is on Mark Striegel Radio. Metal Moment with Chiaki is up there. Um, what else? Uh, Mars Attacks, of course, Fusion Sonica, which is a Spanish uh, broadcast of metal and hard rock. So definitely, and plus just tons of streaming content too. 24-7, markstriegelradio.com on Live 365. It's one stream now. We may add a second stream. We'll see how that goes. Support Talking Metal in any way you can. The best way to do this is uh, if we have an advertiser, which we don't in this particular episode, Go visit them. Go to their site and visit them. Support them. Give them some business. If we have a link up through through our show notes or a banner or something, use that banner. Uh, use our links when we tell you that there are links to open iTunes, which just about every episode has a link to open iTunes. If you hear a sample of a song on a podcast episode, go to TalkingMetal.com. You'll see buy say, Shredding the Envelope. You click on that, it immediately opens your iTunes and takes you to Shredding the Envelope where you can purchase the music legally. And we actually get like three or four cents a download. While you're in there, any additional songs you buy, uh, go the you know we get a cut of those too. So even if you're just going to buy music, go use one of those links to open your iTunes on Talking Metal. As long as you use those links, we get a cut. You can buy t-shirts in our store section on TalkingMetal.com. And just spread the word. Let your friends know about Talking Metal. And let the bands that you hear on Talking Metal know that you heard them on Talking Metal. And uh, you were turned on to them on Talking Metal. Or simply you enjoyed their interview on Talking Metal. I wanted to just take a moment to remember Randy Rhodes, who last week passed away. 28 years ago. If you haven't read Ozzy's book, I Am Ozzy, he has some very cool stuff and interesting and kind of creepy stuff that he he says about uh, March 19th, 1982, the day Randy Rhodes died. You know, just really makes you scratch your head how, how this horrible thing happened. And thank God it wasn't worse. I mean, Ozzy and Sharon, for that matter, uh, almost lost their life that day, uh, too, because the bus they were on was clipped, you know, by the plane and was on fire and uh, just a a horrific, horrific day. And it is uh, important that we remember one of the greatest guitar players of all time, Randy Rhodes, 28 years later, and, and every year. Ozzy still sends flowers to uh, to Randy's uh, grave every year on March 19th. Visit the Talking Metal forums 
TalkingMetalForums.com. Paranoid is the current password. We're going to be changing that probably in the next few days. So if you want to be a part of the forums, definitely jump on there before we change it. And that's it. Join me this Thursday for Mars Attacks. I'll be uh, hosting with Victor Ruiz from Spain at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Here is Talking Metal Live, the first hour of the March edition of Talking Metal Live. Check it out and join us for the next Talking Metal Live on MarkStriegelRadio.com on April 6th. Uh, tentatively, waiting to hear back from the guys from Accept. They're hopefully going to be stopping by the studio that day. Here is the March 2010 live show. Call the National Guard. It's time for Talking Metal Live. Tonight on the show, Dave Reffitt from Shredding the Envelope, Corey Proctor from the Dallas Cowboys, yes, the football team, and Bobby Blitz from Overkill. And now, your hosts, filling in for Mark and John, we have Matt Stargill and Josh Astrology. <laughs> hey, I was hey. gonna go with Jim for sure, but Josh—that's like Josh. the yeah, like that's the alias Josh. name. This yeah. is Josh Astrology. <laughs> Josh Astrology. <laughs> Are uh, you a Pisces? Very good. Very good. And we yeah. have. I'm uh, pising my pants right now. Craziness. We have yes. uh, Jay Bones, of course, the resident uh, talking metal. Um, production guy with us and we are yep. here at bionic studios a great bionic studios with jd and jake so um having a good time. greetings from times square new york city yes we live had quite, on the radio here matt starger we had quite a weekend we had quite a weekend we did let's we did. talk about it yeah I've, i quickly want to mention that um cory is not just from the dallas cowboys he right. actually has a band called free rain so uh, we will talk to Corey about probably more about free reign than the actual Dallas Cowboys. But uh, let's talk to him about the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Yeah, there you go, there you go. But we good did have an amazing weekend big since uh, the seventies. Yeah, very big. Uh, we we played another screaming metal gig with Dan Lorenzo and Alan Tecchio, and who else? T. Coombs. Oh, T. Coombs on drums, yeah. And Mark and from Accept, the new yeah, singer of Accept. Yeah, he, he was great, by the way. Yeah. Great, great singer, really cool guy. He did a number of songs with us. He did Dirty Deeds, uh, What Do You Do For Money, Honey, both ACDC songs. And he also did Deuce by Kiss. He did right. not want to do Accept songs because yeah. we had uh, actually learned uh, Balls to the Wall, which we then ended up doing with Metal Mike on guest guitar and uh, Dave... Uh, from what's his last name? Dave Dave Lashinsky. Yeah, and yeah. he's from Factory Studios. Plus, he also plays in Autumn Hour. And before that, he was in Hades for a while. That's correct. Yeah, Autumn Hour is a great band. Yeah, no doubt. Featuring Alan Tecchio. And we had a, another guest vocalist, John. Remember him? Um, yes. Yeah, we did. Uh, John the, did some work with uh, Godsmack, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And we had Steve Zing from Danzig. Yeah. Play and Twisted Sam Hain. Yeah. Was in, he wow. was the he bassist was of Sam. Actually, Hain, in Sam so. Hain, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Very very cool stuff. And um, there's something about a band called Son of Sam that I think he's either associated with or in, and they're made up of other members who used to be in Sam Hain. So it's kind of a neat name, and you know, kind of like the. Spawn of Sam Hain is Son of Sam. Has that whole. You know, I was there at killer. the show also. Yeah, Bud Friendly was <laughs> yeah. at the show. The what doctor. Think of it? The doctor. I, in fact, I had hum, human skin uh, exposed over a course of, of course of my face. The doctor allowed me to take off this brace that I'm wearing. Right. It appears to be a mask. We color it in a festive way. Um, the doctor <laughs> but it's allowed, really a brace. The, it, it's a brace. It is a an anti smile. Device. Wow. Uh, my doctor claimed I was smiling too much. That is very interesting. How do you spell autumn? A U T U F A L L. Yeah, fall. Autumn. Yeah, I don't have no, it's any. A U T U M N. Yeah, I was seeing if I had Autumn Hour on the uh, iPod here, but I don't. Um, great band, though, if you are into uh, just really straight ahead metal, slight progressive. Uh, Tinge at times, yeah, no, nothing like like Dream Theater or Watchtower or something like that. Right. But uh, 
you know, because Dave's more of a straight-ahead drummer, you know. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, they were really good, and uh, we had a fun time at the gig. Uh, there were a lot of people there, and uh, I had a blast because I hung out with Jay Bones the whole weekend. Yeah, Jay is, is really here cool. shooting the stuff now. Jay has been putting up a lot of great stuff on our YouTube page. And by shooting the stuff, you mean holding a camera and recording yes. this event. Okay, <laughs> right. You, you, gotcha. you don't mean... Yeah. Shooting yeah. something into the arms right, or right. wherever. Uh, Jay put up some great stuff. If you guys haven't seen it on our YouTube page, a lot of great stuff actually up there. Yeah, we brand have, new pilot. Yeah, the pilot is up there. There is the uh, interview with uh, Judas Priestess, exclusive interview with them. Uh, so definitely check all that stuff out on YouTube.com slash Talking Metal. Follow us on the Twitter account, Twitter.com slash Talking Metal. I'd also like to mention... That Mars Attacks, which is usually airing around this time on uh, Thursday nights, is preempted tonight for this talking ver- yeah for this very special edition. Sorry, Victor. Yeah, very special edition of uh, Talking Metal. So there you go. Yeah. So is this the s- abortion episode? Very special. <laughs> the Christmas episode. Uh, the episode well, that you tell me I'm adopted. Could be. Could yeah. be. That's know, those are the very special it's, episodes. What might I'm, happen? Blossom gets her period. <laughs> Bud <laughs> yeah. Friendly's in a rare mood tonight. It's pretty good, right? Oh, I, the fact that I'm alive is the greatest gift. I like the fact that you're taking more of a role in this episode. That's what makes it special for me. I saw an opening and I went for it. I like it. So I tell you what, let's get into the new Megadeth. Not all that new anymore, but uh, Endgame, pre-Dave Ellison. Yes. Rejoining the band, uh, this is gonna this is gonna um, be. Well, let's see. Let's yeah. Let's do a, two or three songs here. Let's do forty four minutes by Megadeth, followed by the re recorded version of Piranha by Exodus, with of course Rob Dukes on vocals, and uh, some classic Accept. How about that? Sounds pretty good. And then we will be back very shortly with a great new guitar player by the name of Dave, and he has a project called Shredding the Envelope, which really features a lot of heavy hitters like yeah. George Lynch and Joe Stump and right. some, even Michelangelo. top virtuoso musicians, and we should say that Dave went to Berkeley where we also met. Yes, that is true. Here is Megadeth with 44 Minutes on Talking Metal Live. Watching the force come to a firefight with a pocket knife. Give the school a lot of 
And we're back with Talking Metal Live with your hosts, filling in for Mark and John, Merlin Starfin <laughs> and Jim Oglin. Yeah. Oh, man. This is Jim Oglin. Uh, how you doing, Merlin? I'm all right. I'm all right. That was Magical. some accept. Yeah. That was yeah. accept. Classic accept, Mark. Yeah, second album, right? Breaker? I think so. You know, Accept was literally one of the very first metal bands I've seen. The, I would have to say they're probably the third metal band I've ever seen live. First was really? Queensryche, second Twisted Sister, third Accept, and uh, followed by Kiss, 1984. March 4th, Stanley Theater, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And who were they? So when you saw them... Yeah, it was Queensryche was opening for Twisted Sister um, oh. in 83, and then in 84, I saw Accept open for Kiss. Oh, I got you. And that was cool. a rare club, t- uh, not a club, a uh, theater tour, like Beacon right. Theater style place, and um, Kiss was playing theaters on the Lick It Up tour. Wow. So that was interesting. Which is, which is interesting, because they went from like, you know, selling out arenas on multiple nights yeah. to... to to theaters, I I remember on the Animalized tour, them uh, had they had a gig, I think it was in South Bend, Indiana, which I lived in Illinois at the time, and um, canceled. Wow! Canceled. And that, that Queensrÿche was opening up on that tour, right? What? Animalized or was that Lick It Up? You know, what, I think Animalized yeah. Queensrÿche opened for Kiss, right? Right. Um, so it was canceled due to lack of sales or what? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those were, those were crazy times. I mean, then they, they slowly started to gain fans back, you know, right. and, and make new fans for that matter. Right. Um, but it, it's so funny when you look at Kiss who pre 1996, you know, were basically, you know, the revenge tour did okay, but it didn't do great, right. you know? And, and then they would, remember they did that acoustic, uh, their own the special- Kiss uh, convention tour. Kiss convention tour, which was like a hundred bucks to get into at the right. time, which was expensive. Which, and the, the craziest thing is I bought a ticket fearing that something would happen and I wouldn't get one, and uh, and then you wound up getting me in free. Oh, so did, just for the heck memory, of it, man. I, I walked out front and said, here's my ticket, mark me down that I paid, like, and just for the heck of it, because there was like no refunds, so. Very interesting, yeah. yeah. And uh, David Weir came oh, came yeah, with yeah, us to that gig, who we then met again at Fuse. Right, that's correct. And and you know, what I was where I was going with that is is then as soon as they put the makeup back on, you know, right, four nights sold out at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, no one does that. I mean, Nine Inch Nails and and Guns N' Roses both sold out the Garden, but it wasn't. It was a. It was a. A bit of a struggle to do that. I would, right. I would, I would go on. Can you guys hear me? I'm having yeah, a little difficulty definitely. here. I, definitely. I think my earphones went out or something. Yeah, I can totally hear you. Okay. And now it feels like they've always been on top. Yeah. 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 No, it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, it's amazing. Like, uh, you know, with the whole you know makeup stuff and keeping Ace's makeup on Tommy and stuff, right. but it is, it is really more of a business, uh, right? You know, and, and it's funny, Stanley. You know the rumor is that they're they're uh, they're going to resurrect this rock star show. Yeah, which well, you, that's a good thing. Let's talk about where you heard about that, and then I want to talk about something that that I think is fake and that may be a false rumor started by some fan. But you tell me how you've heard of that. I, I heard I from heard. somebody that I work with in the television business. Okay, that they were trying to resurrect the rock star show with Kiss, and that there was uh, actually you know contracts and stuff drawn up it doesn't mean it's true whatsoever and it could have actually come from a kiss fan but somebody in the television business did tell me that i i have a feeling that is true because doc mcgee had at times alluded to the fact that this could be a possibility but then what i think happened is i think a fan with photoshop got some you know, like here's what's coming up in September 2010, or or you know fall 2010 lineup, and and then with Photoshop try to go in and change the text. And the reason that I think that is because all of the other show titles were in caps, and then on this one, even though the colors were the same, for some reason, like there were ten show titles in caps, and then the Kiss 2.0 one was not in caps. So I, I'm thinking that a fan like faked that. After hearing the rumors, trying to 
you know, add fuel to the fire. So I, I yeah, but Stanley even yeah. said in a recent interview, he, right. he was like, you know, we can all be replaced right. in this band. Which I mean, that definitely if if yeah. if, if they're even aware that this rumor is, yeah, I, I don't think know that how they are. In, yeah. Like they are no, to the I, internet I have a chatter. That some if you will. of them are, but the thing is, I think it could happen. But here's the thing: I think there would still have to be real kiss, and then kiss 2.0 or whatever it's called. That would be like a like the ultimate tribute group. But you know, yeah. kiss has two different guys in it right now. Um, but I don't know. Well, it should be interesting okay. to see where it goes. You know. Um, I, for one, uh, you know, well, I mean, look at the Village People or even the Four Tops or the Temptations. There's no original members left right. in those bands. Why know? did you pick Village People first? Well, because, you know, two, the that guy is... from the Village People uh, actually sang backing vocals on uh, Tomorrow and Tonight right. from Kiss. Yeah. Right. What, what was Just that guy's... testing you. Yeah. The, the lead singer? Yeah, what was his name? There were two lead singers, and one was Roscoe to... something, I believe. Felicia Rashad, did you know that? Who was the, the mom on the Cosby show? She was it in the village she people? Was, she was married to one of the village people. Oh, really? I did not know that. Remember, they were supposed to be gay, but the the new I lead thought, singer wasn't that, gay. Well, I thought I thought the one uh, I thought the main dude uh, wasn't gay. Yeah, I think both of the lead singers were. Not what was gay. what was what was he dressed up as? I don't know if he the cop was up. a cop. That's yeah. gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think we have a caller on the line. Is that true? Uh, yes, we do. JD says we do, and I think that right. is guess, Dave from Shredding the Envelope. Again? Dave, is that you? That's me, man. What's happening? Hey, Dave, it's John. Thanks very much for calling into Talking Metal, and uh, not sure if you knew, but Mark and I went to Berkeley, and, and you're a, a Berkeley student, and uh, wanted to say that we are psyched right. to have you on. We enjoy your music, and want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, Dave, I don't well, know if you, you are, are, are a Berkeley student. Is that true? I graduated in 06. Oh, okay. Uh, but I didn't know you guys went there, man. That's That's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Great now you cool. got a scholarship. Uh, how did you wind up getting a scholarship to Berkeley? Uh, they used to they do this thing called the uh, the World Scholarship Tour, and they come around to different cities. And uh, I auditioned at one of those and got a pretty decent amount. And then I went to this summer program that they do, and uh, and they liked my playing and gave me even more. That's so great. I sort of yeah, I sort of had to keep working towards it and practicing and getting better and stuff. And it worked out really good. Good for you, man. Now, now, twenty years ago, when I was at Berkeley, I was only there for a year, but it was it was definitely you know had had a lot of rock stuff going on, but it's still the the foundation was still very jazz oriented. And, and absolutely, is it yeah. still like that, or has rock kind of uh, taken over? Uh, I just did a guitar clinic for the Berkeley uh, Metal and Hardcore Club, which mm. a friend of this guy that I've uh, became friends with started, and I thought it was the coolest thing. So I knew I wanted to be a part of it, um, but yeah, it's still really jazz. But uh, it's metal is really creeping in hardcore, man. And there's a lot of kids there that are into some heavy stuff. And my buddy uh, Joe Stump, who plays on the album, uh, he teaches there. He's like their main metal guy, and he's he's incredible. And then there's some other teachers that are very metal oriented. Cool. Yeah, very Joe cool. now actually played on the Sean Baker Orchestra record. I don't know if you've heard that. But oh, okay. um, yeah, he who is a, a guest we've had on Talking Metal before, another great guitar player. But let's talk about you right now. Um, this this record has a ton of special guests on it. Can you maybe run down some of the names for us? Yeah, George Lynch is on it from Dawkins. Uh, Chris Poland, one of my favorite players. You know, uh, used to be a Megadeth. Now he's got a great jazz band called Ohm. Michelangelo Badio's on it. Joe Stomp from uh, Holy Hell. Mike Mangini plays the drums. He's uh, he's played for Steve Vai, Extreme, Annihilator. He's a killer drummer. And uh, and then Glenn Drover, who played on the United Abominations album for Megadeth, he also does a solo on there. Wow. And again, we are talking about the the I guess project or band is shredding the envelope, and the name of the CD is The Call of the Flames. Going back to these people that you just mentioned, like let's let's go through them one by one. How do you how do you get in touch with a guy like George Lynch? I mean, I wouldn't think you can just pick up the phone and call him. Uh, it, I mean, and really, especially you're not on a major label. You're completely independent, which is another thing to keep in mind. Absolutely, yeah. Um, went to Berkeley, and then I went to go work at some record companies, and I, I learned the, the business inside and out. And um, got sort of got sick of doing the business thing, you know, working on albums that I didn't really care about. I was in the radio promotions division. 
And uh, I said, man, I really want to get back to making music again. And I started to do the pre-production for this record. And then uh, I went to a guitar clinic of Michelangelo Bedios, who I'd always been a big fan of. And uh, he was the first person to get on board. You know, I went through his management, went through all the proper channels. And uh, and then I was like, man, I wonder who else I could get, you know. And so I got in touch with Poland, uh, Chris Poland, on his MySpace page. And his manager, uh, you know, got it to him, and they really dug the songs. And uh, so that's how that went down. And then with Lynch, I actually hit him up on his uh, website as well. You know, a couple months went by, and I'm like, well, that's not going to happen, you know. And then... Uh, and then he got back to me and said, "Man, this stuff sounds great. Let's let's make it happen." Uh, really and, amazing. Uh, yeah, and and the album does sound great. And we're going to uh, hear at least one song on on the actual live show today. But if you're listening to the podcast version of this, we're going to play numerous songs for you. So um, this, and you can you can uh, pass on this question if you want. But I'm just curious: Do you have to pay these guys to be on the record? Um, well, you know, we worked something out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we work something out. You know, nobody works for free. Right, that's true. That's true. You know, you cool. can't get somebody to paint your house for you. They'll tell you, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, um, but even yeah, even was... even if even having said that, you're not going to get these guys to play on on a piece of garbage record, even if, no matter how much you pay right. them. And and exactly. this this record is is very strong. Again, stay tuned, guys, because we're going to be checking out uh, at least one track here today on on the show. Let's talk about. Also, uh, oh, go ahead. I also just wanted to say, man, thanks you, thanks to you guys. I mean, to join the uh, Talking Metal alum is pretty cool, man. Thanks. To be yeah. on the show, the same show as Bobby uh, Ellsworth, man, that's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah very definitely. cool. Well, uh, Dave, uh, thanks again. And I, you know what? I had a question real quick because we mentioned a lot of the special guests, but I wanted to talk about Nancy Taylor, and uh, she really. Uh, you know, contributed a lot to the album, and tell us about your relationship with her. She's my fiance. Uh, we've been together oh, okay. for about eight years now, and um, she's incredible. She she wrote a lot of the lyrics on here. She helped me with some of the arrangement ideas. You know, like make this song song shorter, make it you know longer, whatever. And uh, she did all the artwork on the CD, uh, which is really great, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, she'll let you on that. Um, and we just planned the whole thing from its inception, and it's really been our baby, you know. And we made sure we got, you know, the best producers and people that we admired, you know. Like we, uh, like I, I got George Marino. To yeah, I was going to say that's cool. From yeah, let's, I'm sorry for cutting in. Tell tell us who George Marino is. Most of the rockers should know this. George Marino is the king of mastering. He's done like uh, Holy Diver, you know, Back in Black, you know, and Justice for All, Appetite for Destruction. He's just insane. And uh, he loved the album, man. I was really thrilled uh, that he was a fan of it. And, now, uh, did Sterling's sound move, or is it still in its location down at uh, Chelsea Market in New York? Yeah, it's still down in Chelsea Market. Oh, cool. cool. Now, you had a real kind of, I guess, pivotal moment in your life when you when you met one of the uh, biggest heavy metal stars of all time, Dave Mustaine. Can you tell us about what it what what happened at this meeting and how it influenced uh, your decisions? I was about 17 at the time, and um, you know I was going through a pretty dark period in my life. You know, a lot of drinking and drugs, and I didn't even know if I was going to finish high school. To tell you the truth, and um, I had this degree. I mean, I had this uh, scholarship to go to Berkeley, possibly. And um, I won this radio contest to meet Dave at a radio station in Denver, where I was living at the time. And I got to go see Megadeth play like a little acoustic, intimate performance, and it was fantastic. And uh, my friends that I had brought with me, they, they were all like too nervous to talk to Dave. And I'm like, dude, I got to take my chance to meet him, you know, because one of my heroes. And uh, he couldn't have been cooler, man. And uh, I was in a band at the time that wasn't really going anywhere. And uh, I was like, Dave, you know, should I take this uh, scholarship and try to go learn all this stuff, or should I just tough it out and go on the road? And he said, man, a scholarship, you know, uh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. He said, if you got a chance to do something like that for free, you know, go get as many weapons in your arsenal as you can and make your army as tough as it can be. And awesome. you know, you'll, you'll really do something with that. And so I took that to heart. And, uh, you know, it really helped me. I'm sure he doesn't even remember it. This was back, this was right after 9-11. And, um, you know, from that, I sort of just changed my attitude and started working hard and, and that's when I went to go work at, uh, you know, after I 
got my degree. I went to go work at some major labels and really learned everything. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, he's a cool dude, man. One of the greatest songwriters ever born, in my opinion. Definitely. Now, will there be any sort of plans to maybe tour behind this record? I would love to, man. I'm still looking for the right guys to do it. Um, you know, like I said, Mike Mangini and all these guys play on the album, so it's kind of hard to find guys that can do that, first of all. And then also finding people that are committed and, you know, have their head on straight and all that kind of stuff is tough. So if you guys, so if there's anybody out there, man, hit me up. I'm uh, I'm on MySpace and Facebook and all that stuff. Cool. Where Can you give those, uh, those web addresses out? It's myspace.com slash Dave Refit. R-E-F-F-E-T-T. I'm also on uh, Facebook. And uh, you can also go to myspace.com slash shredding the envelope. Cool. Which I am on right now. And is that all, are those addresses also the best place to uh, purchase the CD? Uh, the best places are, uh, it's on iTunes. Oh, cool. So you can we, go yeah. to cdbaby.com and you can search us, you know, search shredding the envelope. Or it's, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon MP3. It's on all that kind of stuff. But cool. uh, that's the best place to. I, I recommend getting the, the hard CD because that's the best sound quality you can get and stuff. Cool. And let's also uh, tell the listeners that you know you have a lot of special guests, but a lot of these great guitar solos and the great guitar playing you hear on the record is is you, and also you handle the vocals. Yeah, I sing on it, and, and thank you, by the way. That's nice. Um, yeah, I did pretty much 95% of the music on the whole album. I played bass, I sang. Um, I think it turned out really good, man, and yeah, I'm so honored, so honored to be on there with those guys. You know, it's really a dream come true. Cool, and, and you know, we aren't the only ones talking about this. You've had some praise from people like... Bruce Dickinson, who has his own radio show over in uh, in the UK on the BBC, uh, I heard him talking about you. Uh, Eddie Trunk has uh, has gave you his uh, his seal of approval. So this is uh, definitely something that people in the industry are taking note of, and we encourage all the Talking Metal listeners to check out Shredding the Envelope. Again, the album is The Call of the Flames. And Dave, we'd love to get a uh, Talking Metal ID from you before we let you go, whenever you're ready. This is Dave Reffin from Shredding the Envelope, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Thank you. I also wanted to throw it out there, man, if you guys ever want me to come uh, play with Screaming Metal, man, I'd be honored. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. The yeah. next time yeah. we do it, man. I can take the trip up, you know? We'll yeah. invite you. Are you in Boston right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably you know you guys are in Jersey, right? I'm probably like five hours away or something. Yeah, it would yeah. be it would be good because believe it or not, Screaming Metal has uh, three guitar players and we all suck at leads. So. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we need a real lead yeah. player to come down yeah. there. Yeah, we had Metal Mike awesome. jump on stage. Yeah, for a he's, couple songs. We, and we he's need great. the yeah. the real dudes like you guys for the the leads. Yeah, I'd love to, man. Cool. And you know what? I think your story is inspirational, uh, Dave, because uh, what I think is amazing is that you know all the listeners, you too can you know, get recognition from some of your favorite artists and get them to play all because of the internet. And the main thing is you have to be good like you are, Dave, and uh, good for you for doing this. And I'm sure that you're going to be an inspiration to a lot of the younger listeners we have uh, because they can follow in your footsteps if they're well, good you, enough and, and if they practice. To, it's also kind of a cool story because I used to go on, uh, I used to get you guys on iTunes and walk around, you know, the campus listening to you all the time. <laughs> cool, oh, man. Great, cool. Yeah, it's very cool stuff. Well, hey, Dave, thanks so much, man. Dave, we're going to okay. play uh, Caravan of Cannibals on the podcast version of of the show when we rebroadcast this interview. But for right now, let's hit another track. What song would you like to play for the Talking Metal listeners? Um, let's do number six. Okay, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Just uh, Ruby Avalanche, Red Rub- Flood, the name of the tune. Yeah, you got it. Here's Ruby Avalanche Red Flood by Shredding the Envelope on Talking Metal. Guys, go go download this on iTunes. Thanks, Dave. Take it easy. (laughs) 